Good morning, New Beginnings Christian Center friends and family. Welcome, welcome, welcome this morning to another edition of our morning service. I'm so happy to have you here this morning. I'm excited. I want y'all to know that I am fired up today and I am ready to have church. And I pray that you are also. I want to welcome all guests, visitors, and friends and family of NBCC. We are so glad, so glad that you tuned in to join with us this morning. And I pray that you have your Bibles handy so that we can get into the Word of God. So on behalf of myself and the First Lady, I'm just going to extend to you, wherever you may be right now, a hearty, hearty welcome this morning. Has anyone ever asked you this question? Are you happy being a Christian? Are you happy being a Christian? Well, that's the question that I'm posing to you this morning, and I pray that you're ready to respond because we need to know and understand whether this life is for us or not. And if it isn't, then again, we need to have a conversation because I want to show you the goodness of God and explain why it should be. This morning, we're going to come out of so many books within the Bible, but I'm going to talk to you about why I'm so glad, so glad to be a Christian and a part of this body of Christ. And I just want you to sit back and relax and again, have your Bibles handy so that we can just be blessed by all that we share in this time that we spend together this morning. Look with me, if you will, in the book of 2 Corinthians. That's right, 2 Corinthians. And if you have time, come on now, pick them up, go dust them off. If you don't have it with you, go find it this morning. But in the book of 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, one of the verses I want you to focus on as we begin to walk through the word this morning is this. It says in verse five, therefore, I thought it necessary to exalt, exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. I want you to know that that passage of scripture holds a whole lot for the people of God this morning, and we're going to get into it a lot more, and I'm going to explain a whole lot about what it's saying to you, but I'll give you a little hint right now. It's talking about how you, no matter how much you do, you just can't beat God's giving. That's right. We're required to do our share, but God does oh so much more. And we ought to be so excited and happy to just give just as joyously and excitingly as we can, because God, he is doing that very thing in our lives each and every day. So again, let's us have a wonderful time this morning in the Lord. All right. We're going to get ready to go before the Lord in prayer. So I want you to get yourself prepared right now. Bow your heads with me, if you will. And we're going to let the spirit begin to usher in and come and join amongst all of us, all believers here this morning. And as we do so, 
I pray that whatever the situation, whatever the issue, the problem, the concern, the burden, the worry, the challenge, the trial, the tribulation that you may be experiencing this morning, that God is about to do something about it. He's about to lift it off your shoulders and move you into a new dimension, a new space, a new place. He's about to straighten out those crooked spots and he's going to make everything all right in your life because you're going to choose to allow him to come in and take control. That's right. So bow with me this morning as we go before the throne of grace. Most gracious and loving Father God, for your people, Father, we come before this altar with bowed heads and humbled hearts to ask, oh God, first and foremost, your blessing be upon each and every person within the sound of my voice. Father, we want to thank you for everything that you've done for us to this point. For you have been so, so very good. But Father God, there is so much more that we stand in need of. And it is only by your hand, your blessed hand, oh God, that we will ever see the glory of your might, of your power, of you, of your majesty, oh God. Because you are the only one that can straighten out this world. And so, Father, I'm asking that you lift the burdens off the shoulders of those that are struggling this morning, those who have challenges and trials and worries and concerns, whether it's for themselves or for loved ones or friends, or whomever it may be, oh God. In this season, when families normally join together and we're having to limit our connections, dear God, and remain isolated, we're asking that you, allow the comforter to come into the hearts of all your people and that you touch each and every one. Allow no heart, no soul, no spirit, no person, Father God, to, to have about a challenge of loneliness in this season, but give them comfort in knowing that your presence remains with them at all times. Father, I just thank you right now for all that you're going to do in the lives of your people, and I pray that you bless them and touch them in a mighty way in these very moments from the words that I speak on their behalf, dear God, asking as humbly as I know how your blessing fall upon us all. In Jesus' name I pray. Let us all say amen, amen, and amen. You know, our God is so wonderful. He is, he is amazingly wonderful. He's amazingly good. And that's why I'm excited this morning because I'm I'm telling you what it is a wonderful thing when you when you have that made up mind and you know within your spirit with every fiber of your being that I'm excited and happy to be a Christian. I am excited and happy to be a Christian, and you should be just as excited as I am for the wonderful things that God is continuing to do for each and every one of us. I mean, he is so, so very good. You know, before I begin, I want to share one more thing with you this morning, because this is going to bless you, I know. I heard this song on yesterday, and it touched me in a special way. And someone out there, if you listen to the words, it's meant for you. And I'm speaking to that, that person, that someone whose ears are being are being tickled and touched right now, whose heart is being pricked by the sound of these words, because you know you stand in need. And so I'm going to ask if it be God's will 
And if we, his servants, allow him to come in and, and, and just take over and do what he does best, that he begin to move on your behalf. I know, you know that you need him right now. So why not? Let's just, let's allow him to be God this morning. How about that? This song, it comes from a young brother and, 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 a, and a group of folks that I heard, and I want you to hear it before I get into my message. His name is Trey McLaughlin, and I've seen him before, but, you know, I, I didn't really pay attention like I did this time. But he and the, the sounds of Zaman, Zamaran, and I'm, I'm probably messing that up, they did a mashup, yeah, of... So into you and one thing remains. And I want you to just listen to it because, because there's so much, so much for us to take from this word. So allow your heart to hear these words. Amen. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
talking about here your love it never gives up oh my god his love it never gives up on you in spite of what we've done in spite of where we've been and what we're going through let me tell you something if that doesn't get you excited this morning i'm having church let me tell you right now and i just want you to join in and have some of this wonderful pleasure of this experience of the of the, the the Holy Spirit just jumping all over you right now. It's an exciting thing, you know, and especially when we're echoing the words of what Paul was trying to tell, you know, all the people as he was going through the land. You know, it, it there is something special about a person who you run into or you meet and you know they are excited about being a Christian. It's an exciting thing. And if you're not, let me help you to get excited so that you can get some of this and understand why I am just so pumped up about this word this morning. You see, why I'm glad to be a Christian and why you should be also is because I know that my sins have been forgiven. I know 
that my sins have been forgiven. And you see, some folks may sit out there and try to act as though they've never sinned or they don't have any sin. And there's there's been no dirt, no past. You know, come on, everybody got a past. They haven't had anything happen in their lives. And they want to act as though it's all been perfect all the way through. Well, let me tell you something right now. They perpetrate the fraud and they putting on ass and they doing all kinds of things because everybody's got a little dirt under their nails. Let me tell you, I'm just going to say it like that. All right. But when you know that as a sinner, that your sins have been forgiven and we can look into the book. And if I, I said, if your Bibles are handy, just grab them right now, because I want to take you on a little journey. You know how it gets sometimes. We have to go through the word in order to help you to understand exactly what this is saying to you right now. You see, look at first John, go to first John, the first chapter. And I want to look at verses seven and nine. All right. And we're going to hustle through this because I had letting you hear those songs. I know it ate up some of the time, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give you what God is telling me to, to share with you right now so that you can have the same excitement and comfort and peace and passion and love and joy that just runs through your spirit right now and feeling just great and wonderful, even in these times. You could feel wonderfully amazing because of what God can do in your spirit right now. So read with me right now. If you were there, first John, the first chapter, verse seven, it says, I'm going to read seven and then I'm going to read nine. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin cleanseth us from all sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How amazing is that? And I'd read verse seven and verse nine. If we can, verse nine says, if we confess our sins and he, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I know I kind of messed that up the first time, but you know, I'm so excited. I just don't know what to do here because God is telling us right here and now all those things that you've done, all that you've been through, all that you've experienced, those things that you you got tucked away in those dark closets and you figured that everybody who knew about it is already gone or forgot about it. And, and it's all in your past. But yet it still remains because you're the one who won't let it go. Let me tell you something right now. God is telling you. If you simply approach him and ask for that forgiveness, he will cleanse you, cleanse you of all those things. And you can be a much freer, happier person in all things, all walks of life, every aspect of everything you do. You see, you don't have to walk around. No one should have to walk around with their head held down, always ducking and dodging, trying to uh, stay out of the way of folks that they don't want to bump into anymore because they feel like the past is going to be something that still uh, lives in their future. I need you to know that if you get to know him for yourself, then you can understand clearly that your sins can and will be forgiven. That was just the first one. But also with this, Jesus has set me free from sin's power. 
You see, sin has a power that can take over your life and control you if you're not careful with it. And you look in the book of Romans, the sixth chapter, the 14th verse, and it says this, and we're going to move through this quickly. So please, if you haven't caught it, then go back and come back and listen to this a second time and catch everything. But Romans, the sixth chapter, 14th verse says, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Do you know that that's what Jesus brought to us? Jesus brought grace into your life. Knowing him, when he went to the cross, no longer are we under the law, but we are under God's grace because his son came and died for us on the cross. And we're in that season. We're approaching it so quickly. And if you're not careful, you're going to get caught up in this commercialism and everything, the bright lights and tinsel and all those things like that are going to be Uh, what's on your mind instead of remembering the reason for this season. And it's this grace, the greatest gift that has ever been given to man, that that his son, that, that God has given to you. And that grace sets you free from the power of sin. You don't have to be concerned about sin consuming your life, consuming your mind and your body, because grace has set you free. You see, But you also have to know the third thing. You have to know that you're a child of God. You see, you have to know that you know that you know that you know that you're a child of God. John, the first chapter, the 12th verse says, but as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believeth on his name. Now, how powerful is that? How powerful is that? He's saying right there, you can become an heir to this kingdom as well. You can be one of my children. You can be my son and my da- or my daughter. You can be a part, a part of this family, but the choice is yours. It's up to you. And guess what? You can't do it by pretending. We can't fake our way into this. And you know, I've said too many times, there are no part-time jobs in this life. Either you're in or you're out. It's one or the other. It's just that clear. But I'm trying to impress upon you right now. If you're hearing that, if you're hearing any of the words that I'm sharing about this goodness, this wonderful goodness that God is offering to anyone who's willing to claim it right now, who wants to accept this wonderful new life. Have your eyes open. How about try living for once? I'm not talking about being alive being awake. I'm talking about living, living, and you cannot live. You have not lived until you have Christ in your life because he is life. Anything else is an imitation. Anything else is a false illusion. It's a mirage of what life should be. You have no idea of what life truly is until you find Christ. You let him come in. And when he does, he brings true life into into you, into your life. And he allows you to live the real experience of what this life in this time is supposed to be like. You see, you have to, once you do that, then you can understand that you've been delivered. You've been delivered from anxiety. You've been delivered from fear. You've been delivered from worry, trouble, doubts. How about being delivered? Come on now. What is the problem? I mean, how long 
are you going to be okay with being sick and tired of being sick and tired? I mean, at some point, don't you just want it to stop? Just stop. Get off the merry-go-round. Let's make things change. How about living a better life? You see, because once you've been delivered, and if you go to the book of Philippians, and I know I'm rushing through this, but I got to give it to you. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses six and seven, it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You see, we're approaching Thanksgiving, ain't it? but this is a different Thanksgiving. And verse seven says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, are you really willing to tell me that you can do a better job of keeping your mind, keeping your peace, keeping your spirit, keeping your sanity intact than God can? You can't be serious right now. And if you haven't felt what it feels like to have God in control of those things for you so that you don't stress and strife over the simple things that, that seem to trouble you right now, those things that are causing you anxiety and worry and fear right now. What do you ever stop to imagine what it feels like to be free of that stuff, to know that you no longer have to walk in fear, doubt, worry, and concern? Well, if you don't, if you have an experience, you need to try it right now. You see, and I've found that there's an overflowing joy that comes from being in the body of Christ. First Peter, the first chapter, the eighth verse says, whom having not seen ye love in whom though not, though now ye see him not yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's the kind of excitement that I have this morning that I'm trying to get you to, to have, to feel, to get to know, to experience, because there is a joy, a joy that is, it's hard to explain sometimes, but I can just simply say this, only God can give it to you. And that's the only way you're ever going to experience it. And you have to know that from this, there is another life, that life continues on. It goes on. You don't have to live like the world feeling and knowing that there's a death that's approaching and everything after that is the end. No, because there is a life. How do I know? First John, the second chapter, 17th verse says, and the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. He that doeth the will of God abideth forever. How wonderful is that? Is that amazing or what? You mean, if, if you're not smiling and jumping and shouting and ready to scream and get excited right now, then you need, something is wrong. Check your pulse. Come on, get a heart monitor. Go to Call 911 because something has to be wrong. If you cannot feel this joy, this excitement, this love, what that I'm trying to share through these words this morning. And finally, know that you have an inheritance, an inheritance that's incorruptible. You see, a lot of things fade and die away down here on the, in this world. But 1 Peter, the first chapter, verses 4 and 5 says, To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that 
fadeth not away, reserveth in heaven for you. Verse 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. I'm just going to end it with this. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord Almighty. I just need to, if you're not excited, then again, have somebody check you out right now. But I need you to know, if you don't have the answer to the question that I asked in the beginning, stop and pause for a moment and consider what is your response? Are you excited and happy to be a Christian? Are you living the kind of life that you should be living and doing the things that God has called you to do? If not, again, there's some evaluation that needs to take place. We need to find out and you need to understand and know what that answer is. I pray that from this message, it will inspire you to do so. Love and blessings to each and every one of you. And thank you for listening in this morning. I pray you have a blessed and wonderful day and the rest of your week. In Jesus' name, amen.